0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. (sighs) The new Sleep Number 360 smart bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.
1: go. Your Kansas City Chiefs made some history on Thursday night. A 42-27 to 27 victory, knocking off the champions of the world, the New England Patriots. A shock in Foxborough. It's midnight in Kansas City, and uh, here we are. A happy... A Very happy, I would say, probably, for you guys tuning in. Red Friday to you, and it's going to be a really good Red Friday. It's going to be a really good Red weekend because guess what? The Chiefs are 1-0, and they're 1-0 for the entire weekend. You get to sit back, relax on Sunday on top of the AFC, watch some Red Zone channel, not have the stress of whether or not the Chiefs are going to win. But I talked about it, some history going into tonight. In the Brady era, the Patriots are 105-0 and at home when taking a lead into the fourth quarter. The Patriots have won 87 straight home games when leading at halftime. Not anymore. 42 points, the most allowed by a Belichick Patriots team. It's 307 games. Brady tonight, 11 off-target passes. Alex Smith, two. Kareem Hunt sets the record for any player in their first ever game, 246 yards from scrimmage. Aside from Eric Berry, and we'll get into that, it really could not have gone much better for your Kansas City Chiefs tonight in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And man, if you wanted to set a statement, I know for a while now the Chiefs have been trying to figure out who they are. Uh, And for the past few years, they've been a playoff team three or four years. Andy Reid has kind of changed that in Kansas City, but they've yet to take that next step into the elite of the AFC, the upper tier, if you will. I mean, here you go on opening night. You're supposed to be good this year, but everyone's a little uncertain. Are they really going to be that good? Well, guess what? Tonight, they were that good. And listen, a lot of times I'll be like, You know what? It's one game. Don't get excited. But I think the fans deserve to get excited tonight. Keep in mind. Keep that in the back of your mind. It is one game. But listen, you got three days to enjoy it. It's an extended break. The next time the Chiefs play isn't for another 10 days. So for 10 days, you want to know you just knocked off the world champs. Great way to start the season. Let's get into five things that I saw in this game. First things first, what has been the big complaint about Alex Smith these past few years in Kansas City? He doesn't throw the deep ball, right? won't throw the deep ball. And over the past few years, the two-minute drill hasn't been good. Well, tonight, you had your 75-yard bomb touchdown to Tyreek Hill, another 135 yards in the air to Kareem Hunt for a touchdown. You had the two-minute drill at the end of a half, two 90-minute drives. Alex Smith, let me read off his numbers tonight. 28 for 35 for 368 yards, four touchdowns. His passer rating, 148.6. Patrick Mahomes? Just kidding. We can still be excited about Patrick Mahomes and still believe in Alex Smith this year. I think that's a big misconception that we've been missing in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is going to be great for his future, but Alex Smith is a pretty dang good quarterback to have right now, and he proved tonight. You, you can't even argue this. You can look at right at the numbers. He outplayed Tom Brady. Tom Brady finishing 16 for 36 for 267 yards. Got to hand it to Alex Smith. He deserves to be the starting quarterback of this team. And get this through your head, Chiefs fans. You're lucky to have him. I think there's a lot of teams out there right now who would love to have Alex Smith as their quarterback. Uh, leads the Chiefs here tonight to a 42-27 victory. Now let's get into Kareem Hunt. What a story about this kid. Starts the game, has never fumbled in his college career. That's over 850 touches or something like that. First play of the game, Chiefs give it to him. What does he do? Fumbles the football. He fumbles the football. He goes to the sideline. He's distraught. This has never happened to him. I, I talked to someone from Toledo. I've mentioned this to you guys before called Hunt one of the best players he's ever seen, the best football player he's ever seen. This is a guy who has a lot of pride, and you could tell he was really upset about dropping that football. But instead of getting down on himself, he gets right back up, finishes with historic numbers. This is the best uh, night, yards from scrimmage-wise, for a rookie in his first game since the merger in 1970. That's pretty much all of football. So when a guy from Toledo is like, yeah, he's one of the best football players ever seen, and then he comes out and does that, you know, that kind of sticks with you a little bit. I'm not ready to call him the next Jamal Charles replacement, but it's as good a start as you can possibly have. Uh, I'll read off the numbers. 17 rush attempts for 148 yards and a touchdown. He had five catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns and on the touchdown where he had to go to the right part of the end zone and dive in. No problem diving in. He was gritty, dives for the pylon, does not care. I mean, this is a guy that you want on your Chiefs football team. Want to get into Tyree Kill. A little bit of a slower start for Tyree Kill, but I think a lot of people were wondering could he be a number 1 wideout, a number 1 threat for this team? I think you were answered tonight uh, that question. He played well. And how long have we been waiting to see in a regular season game the Madden play where Tyreek Hill runs for a streak, just happens to be wide open, and you can almost feel yourself on Madden at home hitting the uh, B button, hitting the circle button because he's wide open. And what does he do? He looks back. He knows he's going to score. Throws the peace sign up. A little bit of swag from Tyreek Hill on his touchdown part of the Chiefs' 42-27 victory. I like what I saw from Tyreek Hill as a number one threat, a number one wide receiver uh, tonight. And you saw a lot of a lot of these different Chiefs players in the backfield. I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Andy Reid had a lot of different formations, a lot of stuff we didn't see in the preseason. At one point, I think he had three running backs back there or three uh, of the hybrid players back there. I know there's only two running backs on the team right now. Three of the hybrid players back there. So a lot of different looks for Andy Reid, one of the most creative, uh, play callers that the Chiefs have, and he outcoached Bill Belichick tonight in, in in route to the victory. Number four, Kelsey and Gronk. You thought this game was going to be about uh, Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski, didn't you? I mean, that's what we kind of all thought, uh, and they were relatively quiet. Uh, Travis Kelsey, five receptions for 40 yards. You had Rob Gronkowski just two catches for 33 yards. There was the bad penalty by Travis Kelsey. He's got to be a little bit better than that. He, you saw him shoving the ball into the guy's lower parts, lower region, where we'll keep it PG, even though it's after midnight uh, in Kansas City. Uh, he's got to be better, um, and I think he knows that. I think he realized that right away. That's why he went up to the ref and was trying to really get out of the penalty. It's like when you get in trouble for stealing the cookies, you tell mom you didn't do it, and you're just trying to get out of it by then. I think he knew he messed up, and, uh, you know, listen... This is a guy who's a hothead. Andy Reid always tells these players to be themselves, and that's part of what makes Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey. If you want a guy like a Gronk, if you want a guy like Kelsey on your team, you're going to want that mean streak. It cost the Chiefs a little bit tonight, but in the long run, you hope it's more beneficial, that fire, than what happened tonight, things that happened tonight. So, you know, I like the fire in Kelsey. Kind of came out in the wrong way. Luckily for the Chiefs, it didn't cost them this football game. You saw a big shift in defensive strategy of the Chiefs from the first half to the second half. You, you, you kind of get the feeling that Bob Sutton went into the locker room, talked with Andy Reid, and, and there was a problem. And if you noticed in the first half, they had only three players it seemed to be rushing Tom Brady, and this was not successful. This was not a successful thing for the Chiefs, uh, so they shifted it, and, and they kind of let the rushers loose in the second half, you saw more of a four- five-man rush, and they started hitting Tom Brady and getting in his face. And we've seen in history, what are the teams that really have success against Tom Brady? It's the, those guys who are bringing, bringing him to the ground, that are pressuring him, getting in his face. And, and I, I thought that was a good thing to see in the second half. And the thing about it, too, that you like about this team is that it, it didn't start out going well. They went into the halftime locker room. The coaching staff made the proper adjustments, and then they came out better in the second half. There's going to be games where you don't have your best game plan right away, but the fact that they were able to shift it and figure out how to beat Tom Brady by you know, bringing more pressure, showing a little bit of a different look in the second half, that's a great sign for a team, great sign for this coaching staff, and you expect it out of Andy Reid and Bob Sutton who have now been here for a couple of years. I do want to get into some negatives. There's always negatives in football game. I mean, this is a celebration this weekend, and and you guys should be happy. But there were some negatives in this game, the first of which you have to talk about is Eric Berry. The news, I've been seeing some tweets, and the news from Andy Reid in his press conference is the thought is, unfortunately, the injury is probably or could be an Achilles tear. And there's an MRI forthcoming. And what that means, as we all know, is that Barry's season could, could be over. And you look at the replay of this particular play and you get a little scared because there was no contact. He wasn't contacted by anyone. He he was in coverage and and there was some arm contact, but you didn't see any kind of tackle or fall or anything like that. He kind of just felt something, you could see the the pull. And and you, if, when you when you saw him on the ground, you can tell that he kind of knew there was something really wrong because he didn't get up. You know, we've heard it so many times when there's emergency situations, whether it be around the house with your kids, things like that. If someone's badly hurt, a lot of times they say not to move him. I think maybe that was going through his head. Just 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 went went right to the ground. And of course, non-contact injury, the cart coming out to get you and then the reports after that he might have tore his Achilles and, and maybe he felt that way. Three signs, some, some bad news for the Chiefs. And the bad part of it is only one part on the field. The other part is the fact that this is your heart and soul of the defense. Uh, so these are guys in the room who look up to Eric Berry. And if he is done for the year, I think he's the type of guy that's going to be, want to be around this team. I'm sure he's going to want to rehab, hopefully, in Kansas City. I mean, maybe he'll go back to Georgia. But let's not you know, get too bogged down on that just because we don't know yet. Unfortunately, it looks like it's probably bad. But until we know for sure, we'll nip that in the bud for now. Another problem I saw tonight, and um, I'm interested in seeing how the Chiefs address it this week, is with Terrence Mitchell. I think there were some opportunities tonight where Mitchell could have played better. He was getting beat. I know there was one time when there was a receiver that was clearly beating him. It might have been Amendola. But he ended up grabbing his arm and, you know, intentional pass interference. And at a point when you're doing that in the football game, you just don't want to get beat for a touchdown. So there were definitely some times where uh, Mitchell could have been better in coverage, and I'm sure they will get back to the tape and kind of address what was the problem. He took four penalties tonight that were bad. The Chiefs actually had quite a few penalties, but... Mitchell, in particular, had two pass interference penalties, and he had a defensive holding call. As far as total penalties lost for yards, the Chiefs had 15 penalties for 139 yards. The Patriots only penalized six times for 55 yards. It's interesting because I was watching some um, analysis today, and they named this ref as one of the refs that really lets the boys play. He lets them kind of uh, go about their business and not get involved statistically he doesn't give out a lot of penalties and the chiefs to get penalized that much i mean you did have the home boston crowd some people like to say that there's something to do with that but uh, i mean that's a lot of penalties and it's it's really even more impressive when you look at that 15 penalties for 139 yards that the chiefs were able to win this game and by such a margin an impressive margin against such a
0: good team we work hard at being healthier One, two. and what we really need is better quality sleep <sighs>
1: Uh, that's all I got. That's my 14-minute spiel. I want to turn it over to you. I'm going to start reading some comments now. Darrell Rivas is out of a job. Do we need a replacement if Barry is out? Uh, well, it's you know two different positions, but I don't see the Chiefs going after Revis at this point. I think they tend to like what they have. I don't know if they would maybe do a trade. I think the telling thing about Eric Barry, and I noted this on Twitter for those of you that follow me, at PG Sween, is they showed a close-up of Brett Veach, the GM, you know, watching over the field in his skybox, and right next to him is the director of player personnel, Mike Borgonzi, and Borgonzi had a look with his hands on his face, and that's never a good sign. I, I think people realize how important of a player Eric Berry is. The good thing is, if there's any good thing, is that the Chiefs have a little bit of safety depth. Uh, I do like Dan Sorensen. I really do like Ron Parker, and Eric Berry, uh, I'm sorry, not Eric Berry, Eric Murray has been coming along, so... You like what you have there. I think the Chiefs could maybe figure it out, but the thing is, you got to stop losing these guys in the secondary because the more you do, the more you got to dive deep into that depth, and you know sometimes it can be tough. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a tough situation if you get you know down to these third and fourth guys. So uh, remains to be seen what the Chiefs do. We've seen that Brett Feach has been pretty aggressive. So it's hard to tell right now. I mean, we have no real track record. I mean, we only have Dorsey, and Veach was only under Dorsey, and seemed like Dorsey was a little bit more conservative, but maybe Veach goes after someone. Hard for me to tell uh, just at this point. Um, there's been such little time uh, for his tenure so far. Hill um, and Peters are good, as the question. Hadn't, haven't heard anything about Peters quite yet, but Tyreek Hill, they said, was just cramps, so Tyreek Hill should be good to go. El Clavo. I think the O-line did so good. Yes, the O-line was was good. Good night. They were giving Alex Smith some time. And uh, you can see the difference of what happens when Alex Smith has time. It allows the wide receivers to go through their routes, and that's how guys like Tyree Kill get open downfield. I think a big misconception with Alex Smith is that he just won't throw the ball down the field. No, he doesn't like throwing into bad situations. And a lot of times when you have a bad offensive line, like maybe we saw... In 2014, to some extent, 2015, he didn't have a ton of time. And he's not the type of guy that's going to throw a lot of interceptions, so he's not going to just throw the ball into coverage. And I think you saw it tonight. You're right. He got a little bit of time, and he was successful uh, by throwing the football. And you saw it in his numbers. I mean, how often do we see an Alex Smith game that's 17 for 25, two 12, two touchdowns, and an interception maybe, you know? It's a lot. So tonight to see four touchdowns, no interceptions, twenty-eight for thirty-five, three hundred and sixty-eight yards. It's a great thing if you're a Chiefs fan, and it gives you the confidence now because I know there's a lot of people in the city who want Patrick Mahomes right now. But it gives you the confidence in the guy that's that's had 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 the wheel now for five years. That maybe, just maybe, this could be the year. And I don't want to get too excited about the first game because there's seventeen weeks of this thing, sixteen games, seventeen weeks. But man. That's a good Patriots team that the Chiefs beat tonight. So it sets you on the right path now to say, okay, if we beat them, we could beat anybody. Let's play our best game each week and kind of just see what happens. But I think Alex Smith, in a way tonight, silenced some doubters in the fact that maybe you can't win the Super Bowl with Alex Smith. If you can win in Foxborough and, and break records like this, where there's been, you know, 87 games where the Bats haven't lost at home under Bill Belichick, things like that. I mean, you got something going that's good. And so uh, congrats to Alex Smith for the big win. (laughs) Do you think the Madden curse will cause Brady to retire at the end of the season? I sure hope not. He's 40 years old. He's performing well. I'm not the guy that likes to wish ill will on anybody. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so far the Madden curse looked real. 16 for 36 is not uh, Tom Brady numbers. He didn't throw any picks, but it's not a good start for Tom Brady, at least in game one. Matthew Carl, I like your comment here. You say that Derek Johnson is back. Do you think he was a big difference tonight? I think that Derek Johnson looked a little slow to me at the beginning of the game. And I think in, in training camp and preseason, it's just a different type of football. And you don't really get your real, true in-game reps until the regular season. So he had a little bit of a slow start where he may, may have looked like he, he kind of had to regain his eyes, regain his steps. But by the end of the game, you saw him come up and make that tackle in the backfield. He looked really good. And it's amazing. You know, you talk about the Tom Brady's of the world, and he's he plays the quarterback position in the NFL. That's a really protected uh, position. Every other position, I mean, you're on your knees the whole time. This is a guy who's now been had two Achilles surgeries, uh, 34 years old, uh, 33, 34 years old, and he's still killing it. And he looked pretty good tonight. And to have a staple like that in your defense is a good thing. And he's been here now for 11, 12 years and it's funny, the other day in the press conference, he's, he, he's like, you know, you should see how many guys have played next to me in his career. He's had so many different linebackers play next to him there in the middle, but he's just been the staple, you know, him and Tomba. Tomba, of course, right now not playing. He's on the PUP, but him and Tomba have been here for years. Another guy like that, Dustin Colquitt, kind of just the guys who seem to be around forever, the ageless ones. So, yeah, I like I Derek liked Johnson's game. I, like I said, I think he slows. It, it was a slow start, but he did perform well by the end. Hector, you say Logan didn't play well tonight, though. uh, Kept getting reach blocked. Uh, Yeah, you know what? You expect more out of Benny Logan, but I think as a unit, what I liked is that in the two fourth down plays where they needed a stop, they banded together and they got it. Those kind of plays make the difference because they're so deflating for an offense because you're giving up points. You know what I mean? You're, You're not only giving up those points. If the offense comes back on the field and scores, it's like a ten, that could be a 10-point swing. Do you know what I mean? So uh, at the beginning of the game, you, you know the Patriots have this opportunity to go up by 10 points. At the beginning of this game, with the Foxborough crowd rocking, they could take a two-score lead, and what do they do? They decide to go for it. Hard to question Bill Belichick. He's a, he's a football mastermind. But if you notice, they were at the seven and only inches, and they decide not to go. So it stuck with Belichick in his mind. It said, Maybe we shouldn't be going uh, further on fourth down with this Chiefs defense. Justin Benham. Safe to say with the game Kareem Hunt played, he has shown that he is the Charles replacement. I'll tell you right now, uh, Kareem Hunt had a fantastic game, and he looked like he's a starting running back in the National Football League. But this Jamal Charles, I mean, it's a tough comparison. Jamal Charles is your number one leading rusher, and he did it for years and years before the knee injuries and stuff kind of slowed him down. Uh, so let's hold the brakes. Let's 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 put our foot on the brakes, I should say, and give this guy just a little bit of time, a couple seasons. Let's just see what he does this season. But my goodness, it couldn't have been a better sign for Kareem Hunt tonight. Eduardo Sebastian Tini, trade or cut gains? Uh, Philip Gaines also didn't look tremendous tonight. He was the other one with Terrence Mitchell that really scares you if you're a Chiefs defense. I, and I think we knew coming into this game that the question mark was going to be at the right cornerback position, didn't we? I mean, we all thought that. And, you know, the Patriots come, they give you their game plan, and, and you start getting into this game, and it came to fruition. And guess what? I mean, Bob Sutton was able to go to, into the locker room and figure it out, and now you got 10 days to prepare for a Philadelphia Eagles team. Yeah, no, I I think it's a problem. I I wonder if, I wonder whether the Chiefs go with personnel to fix this problem. If they go to coaching, it it just, it just depends. Or if they go to um, a little bit of a scheme shift, you know, I know that Peters has been, you know, cemented on the left side, but that's so important too, because he almost takes an entire side of the field away. So I doubt they would shift the scheme. So it's really, the answer has got to be in either personnel or coaching. And they've liked what they've had in Mitchell. So maybe give them a game or two, three to figure it out. I mean, even despite what happened tonight, if you have an offense that's scoring like this, you can afford to have a few games to figure it out. They put up 42 on the new England Patriots and, you know, Matt Patricia and this defense who is, you know, around the league renowned as one of the most sound, one of the most best, such a tough place to play at home. And they were able to do it. So, you know, it just kind of depends on how much leeway you have yourself and you give yourself, and that's not for me or you to decide. That's for the Chiefs front office and their staff, and they're, they're going to try to figure this out. But, yeah, I agree. I think that Mitchell and Gaines right now are a little bit of a problem, but you got to give the faith into this personnel department who has now built what looks to be, through one game, 60 minutes, uh, another winner for 2017. Daniel Drummond, are we seeing an emerging KC offense or a flash in the pan? I think it's an interesting question. I I think tonight was fantastic. Uh, I mentioned on Twitter as well that, you know, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick had six months to come up with this offensive game plan. You don't really know what an NFL team is until you get to week three, four, or five. How many times have we seen where in the middle of the year there's an undefeated team and they get knocked off by a team that might be, you know, two, three, and seven? I think you saw it in Kansas City a bunch of years back. I think the... True teams that are going to be in the mix are there in the last fourth of the year. So you're all, you're all working you know, for these 12, first 12 games to put yourself in the mix. But the true team that you bring to the playoffs is going to be in the fourth quarter of the year, and we got a long way to go. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. This is night one. You still have, what, 15 other games on Sunday to watch. We don't know who anyone is as far as what they're going to be this year. And I was talking about this with one of my buddies the other day. How many times in the NFL do we see a team come out of the woodwork who we didn't expect to be good? Maybe that year, maybe this year it'll be um, Buffalo Bills, for example. You know, last year was kind of the Miami Dolphins. All of a sudden you turned around and you said, wait a minute, the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs? So you don't really know who anyone is. I think this is a great sign for the offense. I think they looked really good. I don't think you should print out your playoff tickets yet. You know what I mean? I I think you should be happy with what you got tonight. You shocked the world. You quieted a Foxborough crowd. I joked on Twitter also that A lot of these fans were more interested in the Patriots versus Roger Goodell and waving those silly flags instead of the fact that they had to beat a team now. It's been in the playoffs three or four years, and guess what? They went home very unhappy. So uh, tough, tough break for the fans at Foxborough. Vincent Ortiz, how do you think the defense will handle Carson Wentz without Barry? I don't know. I'm interested in watching the uh, game this weekend. It's hard to predict right now until I see anything, and, and I think you guys saw it tonight. You could tell the Chiefs were running more complex plays tonight than they were in the preseason, meaning we don't really know who anyone is. You saw the Cleveland Browns go 4-0. They printed out those 4-0 cha- preseason championship shirts. So until I see this team in the regular season, I'm looking right now at the schedule. Philadelphia has Washington at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I'll be watching that game pretty closely because you want to see what Carson Wentz is now. You know, We only have seen his rookie year. We want to see what he is. Do I think the Chiefs can handle him without Barry? Yeah, I I think there's a way to figure it out with personnel. I think they have the safety depth to figure out how to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's also figure out what Eric Berry has. I know it doesn't look good right now, but sometimes you get an MRI, and out of the blue, it ends up being a little bit better than you expect. I, right now, myself, am not particularly optimistic about the Eric Berry situation. But, uh, again, until we know for sure, let's just not count him out. All right, guys, I'm going to do two more questions, and then I'm going to wrap this thing up. Caleb Durland is yelling at me. He's saying, Justin Houston will have 23-plus sacks. Bold prediction in all caps. Listen, he got two tonight. He's on his way. And now if you go, if you go by that pace, he's going to have 32 sacks. Randall Foster, Brady threw 50% with zero TDs. The pass rush did great. Yeah, I think a lot of times with the pass rush, you know, you're looking for sacks when And we all look at, look, I look at the stat sheet right now. You know, what am I looking for? I'm looking for sacks. You have Justin Houston with two, Alan Bailey with one. What you really should look at uh, are some of these pro football focus stats. Uh, You know, I think pro football focus is a very good follow on Twitter because sometimes you sack a quarterback and it could be for a yard or two and then all of a sudden it's second and 12. What really makes the difference is when you're hurrying and pressuring and getting in their face. So, yes, Justin Houston had two sacks, but I read before that he had six hurries you know, and five uh, run stops. So a lot of times, you know, just because they're not getting on the sack sheet doesn't necessarily mean they're not affecting the quarterback. And that's what you have to do to, to change the game. And if you saw by the end of this game, they were affecting the quarterback. They were getting to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was a very, very different quarterback in the second half tonight than he was in the first. In the first half, he had time. He was patient. It seemed like the defense was, you know, there was that one play where there were only three pass rushers rushing him. It seemed like he just just had all the time in the world. So, yeah, I think there were times in this game where you were expecting more of the pass rush. But then I think by the second half, they figured it out. So you want to see probably more of that in the next game against the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, how many times have we talked about the success of Andy Reid's coaching staffs out of the bye week? This is a little bit of a mini buy because you have the Philadelphia Eagles still worrying about the Washington Redskins where you get three extra days to prepare. You know the Chiefs are going to be taking the advantage of that. All right, guys, I'm doing one more question. Neil Jacob asks, Kareem Hunt, steal of the draft. It's looking that way, isn't it? I mean, my goodness. He's probably the steal of a lot of fantasy drafts out there. I know that some people were taking him a little bit later before Spencer Ware got hurt. Spencer Ware gets uh, hurt. All of a sudden people are taking them in higher and higher rounds and what an incredible performance tonight. Again, a historic performance, no other player in their first game with 246 yards from scrimmage, a super impressive night. All right, guys, I'm going to go back through just my points on the evening that Alex Smith had a fantastic night. Kareem Hunt, obviously a historic night. Tyreek Hill, Slower start maybe than you would have liked. I think he only had 45 yards in that first half, but really came around, had the 75-yard touchdown. You got to see him deep. He threw up the deuces, which I love. I love that. Uh, Kelsey and Gronk, kind of a quiet night. You want Kelsey to kind of keep his composure a little bit better, uh, but you do like the fire that he brings to the game. Shift in defensive strategy changed the game. Chiefs couldn't stop the Patriots in the first half. They could in the second half, so that was a great thing. Only negatives right now. Still a problem with that right cornerback position. You wonder what they're going to do with Terrence Mitchell uh, and Philip Gaines. And, of course, Eric Berry left the game in a cart. It is thought to maybe be an Achilles tear, so that would be bad news for the Chiefs. So wrapping up, again, 12.38 a.m. on a Friday morning, a red Friday morning. I think what you do now is you take in what you saw, maybe even watch the game again. You know, this was, so, this, was, this was a game you'll probably, if you're a diehard Chiefs fan, you'll be telling your kids about. Remember when the world champion Patriots opened up on banner night and thought they were going to roll over the Kansas City Chiefs, and they scored 42 points? So enjoy that. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Great weekend to enjoy Kansas City and watch some football games knowing that no matter what happens the rest of the way, whether it be on Sunday or on Monday, the Chiefs are heading into week two, 1-0 on top of the AFC. Listen, it's a historic night. So sleep well, Kansas City. I'm going to throw this up on our podcast channel. You can get it on iTunes at Hourhead Pride. If you listen to that, please review it. Uh, I'll be pumping out articles this week. We'll do another podcast this week. Some really cool stuff. coming to hourheadpride.com. Make sure your eyes are on the website this weekend. Could have some really, really cool stuff coming to hourheadpride.com. Aside from that, my name is Pete Sweeney. You can find me on Twitter at PG Sweeney. Please don't hesitate to tweet me at any time. We can talk about whatever you want. All right, guys, uh, enjoy this forty-two to twenty-seven victory. The Kansas City Chiefs one and zero to start the season. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seems smart. It seems smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another.